warm water, two very important factors when we talk about what's going to allow a storm to strengthen. And again, continuing that beeline to the U.S. Gulf Coast, again, uh, more likely that we're looking at Louisiana, perhaps Mississippi, eastern Texas, most certainly in play. But our forecast models all in pretty good agreement that we are looking at landfall later this weekend, uh, late this weekend, I should say, into portions of the U.S. Gulf Coast, mainly Louisiana. Could be looking at significant impacts in a place like New Orleans, but then moving not overly quickly. So heavy rain continues inland for places like Jackson and Memphis early next week. I uh, want to head over to Dr. Nab for a little bit more in the way of analysis. Of course, Dr. Nab, we talk about storms in the Gulf and what a danger they can be. Yeah, and that's why it's so important for the hurricane hunters uh, to be uh, at the ready and flying into these systems for you and me. Uh, this is an Air Force uh, C-130, and after an ironic weather delay this afternoon. Uh, sometimes they, at their place where they're taking off, that's where they have the weather problems. They took off from Biloxi, Keesler Air Force Base, and they fly into what has now been named Tropical Storm Ida because of the data that they collected. That's how it was determined that it was a tropical storm, not based on the satellite estimates, which, were, which are more uncertain at this stage if it's 35 or 40 miles an hour. It is the data from the Hurricane Hunters, the flight level data and the SFMR, the step frequency microwave radiometer instrument that you know it uses remote sensing to measure the surface winds and the, co the combination of those data, the hurricane specialist at Hurricane Center determined the max winds are at 40 miles an hour. And this is where they took off from Keesler Air Force Base, Biloxi, Mississippi, traversed the whole Gulf, went through the Yucatan Channel, went from northwest to southeast. And then on this leg, when they went north between the center and Jamaica, that's uh, the stronger side of the storm. That's where they found the winds to make it a 40 mile an hour storm. They have since gone to the southwest side, but they're not done. Uh, they're in the weaker part of the storm right now, but they'll go back. In. Now, not all of these peaks are valid because this particular instrument that's plotted here from the SFMR, uh, that is susceptible to some rain contamination. And when you're near land like this, it, it, the, the, the waves can be contaminated by the, the shallowness of the water or the interaction with land. So the foaminess isn't all due to the wind, but you can sort through that by looking at the flight level winds too. But it might be based on the recent data, getting closer to 45 miles an hour, but uh, the Hurricane Center will digest the data from this mission for the next uh, hour and a half, and we'll get an intermediate public advisory at 8 p.m. to update you on what the aircraft is showing based on their interpretation. But it's forecast to strengthen more as a tropical storm in the Northwest Caribbean, a little bit of land interaction, and then, unfortunately, probably going to strengthen quite a bit over the Gulf of Mexico. And to try to get this track forecast as accurate as possible, they're not only going to be flying planes from the Air Force and NOAA into the storm, right now and tomorrow morning, but they're gonna fly the NOAA G4 jet around the system, and that's gonna be happening uh, overnight tonight. So this is the P3, this is the NOAA plane that goes into the storm, but that is something that uh, is gonna be flying tomorrow morning, hasn't flown into Ida just yet. But then here's the plane, the next one that flew into the storm a little while ago, the Air Force C-130 that determined that this is a tropical storm. They got nine others, so we have quite the armada to monitor this as it goes over the Gulf of Mexico. Mike? Now, we're going to have, basically at this point going forward, nonstop flights, right, into Ida. How vital is that in de helping determine the forecast? Oh, my gosh. Especially in the potential rapid intensification scenario, it is critical that the Air Force and NOAA are going to be flying into this nearly continuously once it's in the Gulf of Mexico. And 
as far as I mean, in, in either we look at the Air Force, right? They're flying more of the observational missions, right? And then those high altitude planes are doing more of would ultimately be doing more of the forecasting that would come out of this, right? Yeah. So that plane there in the middle, the NOAA Gulfstream Four jet, that's the one that flies high altitude around the storm. It's going to fly a mission early tomorrow morning. It'll do two missions per day, drop in those sons, try to get the track forecast more accurate. But then the NOAA P3 on the left, the Air Force C-130 on the right, they will nearly continuously be flying into the storm over the Gulf. And Alex, we need those data to see just how fast this is strengthening. Yeah, really, really valuable stuff. Uh, so we appreciate those uh, men and women who are out there on those all important flights. We've got much more on Ida coming up on weather underground, including how vulnerable the Gulf Coast is. Don't be fooled by the bike or judging by his jacket. While Ted's eyes are on the road, his heart stays. Good afternoon, everyone. When I got word this morning that we could be put under another tropical storm warning today, I thought about that baseball great Yogi Berra. It's like deja vu all over again. As of 10 this morning, the Cayman Islands is under another tropical storm warning as we await Tropical Depression 9 whipping itself into shape. Some of us may be a bit storm weary, but I ask for your patience, perseverance, and above all, your preparedness. We Caymanians have a tendency to thumb our noses at tropical storms, but as you know, tropical storm grace punched us right in our proverbial noses and taught us, I hope, an important lesson about being storm ready. At this time, the depression is about 165 miles southeast of Grand Cayman and moving northwest at around 13 miles an hour with current maximum sustained winds of 35 miles an hour. The system is forecast to strengthen to a tropical storm as it moves directly over Grand Cayman at about 1 a.m. Friday with tropical storm force winds of around 40 to 50 miles per hour um, with higher gusts. Tropical storm force winds are expected to begin at, at 7.30 this evening with higher gusts and while the sister islands are out of the tropical storm area, they can expect some gusts. Of course, we can expect flooding on Grand Cayman in the usual areas. As you will appreciate, with the ground already being saturated, we may see flooding much earlier than usual during heavy rainfall. I urge everyone, including the sister islands, to continue monitoring official communication channels, including Radio Cayman, to track the path and development of this storm system. As we all know, storms are fickle and can change course at any time. Many of us are still cleaning up the mess from Tropical Storm Grace and have downed limbs and debris in our yards. Debris that could become hazardous if picked up and tossed about by the incoming storm's winds. So once again, I offer the following basic preparation practices to secure your home and property. If you have debris in your yard, please weigh it down with something that won't move, such as weighted ropes or straps, to keep it from flying around. Fill clean water containers with drinking water, and please be prepared for potential loss of power and communications. If you haven't already done so, please make sure you have enough supplies to take you through the storm and for the following 24 to 48 hours after the storm. Important supplies include prescription medications, baby supplies, 
non-perishable food, and drinking water. All non-essential government offices closed at 12.30 this afternoon, and the National Emergency Operations Council will continue to meet and respond to the changing conditions as needed. Once again, I ask that you remain calm. Preparation and caution are key to remaining safe. Please conclude your preparations as quickly as possible and plan to be home and safely sheltered by no later than sunset. Please be assured that the Cayman Islands government is fully prepared and the Cayman Islands Regiment is available to provide assistance if and when needed. Hazard Management Cayman Islands will remain in contact with regional disaster management organizations, SEDEMA, and other British overseas territories if we need support. I'm hoping and praying that this storm won't pack the same punch as Grace did, but I again stress the need to be prepared and to pay attention to storm updates. Please visit weather.gov.ky, caymanprepared.gov.ky, gov.ky, and Radio Cayman for up-to-date information on Tropical Depression 9, which will be named Ida when it becomes a tropical storm. The mental health hotline is also going to be open through the night. That is 1-800-543-6463. If you need emergency assistance at any time during the passage of the storm, please call 911. Please rest assured that the Cayman Islands is as prepared and ready as possible and that our emergency services are fully prepared to help if needed. At least three shelters are preparing to open this afternoon and more information will be available on the, on the government's communication channels in respect of those. Remember that forecasts and models can change, which is why it is critical that we prepare for the worst and pray for the best. This is also an opportunity to review your hurricane plan as we get closer to the peak of hurricane season. I thank you for your attention and I implore you to make sure you are prepared and above all, stay safe. God bless each of you and our beloved Cayman Islands. Good afternoon, folks. Um, this is now uh, your third update for the day. It's now 5.32 p.m. And uh, Sandy here, of course, just letting you guys know what is going on. So now we do have um, Tropical Storm Ida that was recorded earlier today. And as the premier said, these things develop rather quickly. So Tropical Storm Ida is here. And um, as a result, there are a couple of really important announcements that you should know about. So we're just going to go through a few of those. Um, of course, government closed at 1230 today. The HSA has also sent out advisories that um, because of Tropical Storm Ida, the Health Services Authority would be closing all regularly scheduled outpatient clinics, including general practice, acute care clinic, mental um, health, physiotherapy, dental and eye clinics at four o'clock. So that happened earlier. And um, services such as pharmacy, lobotomy, radiology, COVID testing, and the airport COVID vaccination clinic would also be closed. All elective surgeries have been canceled and all district health centers are also closed for the remainder of the day, which now it's after 5.30, so they would have been closed anyway. Um, so basically everything is gonna remain closed. All clinics and services are scheduled to reopen at 12 noon tomorrow pending 
the all clear being given from hazard management, Cayman Islands. So you got to make sure the all clear is there. Of course, the A&E still operates 24 hours, but persons are reminded to stay home unless it's, it is a true medical emergency. The vaccination clinic, which was scheduled to run today at the Savannah um, MLA office, will be rescheduled for another date and time. And the clinic will reopen at 12 noon on Friday, again at Caymana Bay, pending the all clear being given by hazard management. And then uh, regular scheduled hours for Saturday are at the Owen Roberts International Airport from 9 a.m. until noon and from 1.30 until 4 p.m. So similar um, situation for the Sister Islands, the walk-in clinic at Faith Hospital closed earlier today. A&E will remain open for any emergencies. And the Little Cayman Clinic will remain open for emergencies as well. So um, it developed rather quickly. Just a few reminders here, folks, for you. Your list of hurricane supplies. Fosters actually close at 4 p.m. to give their staff um, a little bit of an opportunity to get sorted out. The other grocery stores, including Costuless and Hurley's, are closing at 6. Now, ironically enough, the police have advised people um, that they want you off of the roads by 6 o'clock. So that might be a little bit tricky, folks, if you are um, trying to do some shopping at the last minute. So please try to plan ahead. You still got another half an hour or so to maybe make your way to the store and come out of it as quickly as you possibly can. So um, we have here, I'm just watching this um, storm update as well, but we do have, oops, one second, let me just pull this in. Having a very shallow shelf up near the coastline here. So from coastal Louisiana all the way to the Panhandle of Florida, very subtle to high waves and then wave action on top of that, just eroding the beaches. For places like coastal Mississippi, 44,000 people at 10 feet or below. Obviously, evacuations will be needed. All right. Good. I just saw them kind of updating that. You're welcome, Nancy. Hi, Quincy. Um, yeah, just a week ago, and here we are again. So just a reminder, um, your staple hurricane supplies, I would say have those, you know, on hand at all times, packed away in a little case, perhaps that's easy for you to access. Uh, hurricane supplies, again, you've got non-perishable food, water, a first aid kit, any medication that you may need. For young children, don't forget if you have young children, toddlers or babies, that they have their needs as well. And of course, um, don't forget pets and any tools that you may need. So please keep in mind, folks, that the, um, the police are encouraging people to be off of the roadway by 6 p.m. tonight. Because again, this storm um, has intensified and uh, it will probably be coming directly at us from all models that we are now seeing. I mean, passing right over us. Woo! What a hot mess. I think we should be thankful, nonetheless, uh, that it's only a tropical storm at this particular time. Uh, rainfalls anywhere from two to three inches. Marine warning, wave um, heights today, seven to nine feet. So if you've not already secured um, your vessel, you'll want to do so as quickly as possible. Um, flood warnings for Friday, two to three feet. And marine warnings are going to be eight to ten feet potentially for Friday, and then Saturday, four to, six feet, four to six feet as the storm continues to move away from us. Yes, Tracy uh, mentioned to so please bring your pets inside. 
Uh, I don't know that this particular pet can be brought inside, but look at what someone just sent us. This is a situation with a poor um, horse, a pony actually, that has been tethered to a tree for at least a week and is still there this afternoon despite the um, you know impending bad weather. It's in West Bay between Rainbow Lane and Captain Powery's Road. So if you know who this uh, this pony belongs to, please reach out to them and make sure that this poor pony has um, maybe some safe shelter. I don't really know where people take livestock during storms. Is there anywhere to, to keep them safe? Um, but don't forget, you know, we had some cows on the loose earlier this morning during the morning show that we mentioned, you know, animals do, um, they're impacted <clears throat> by storms and they obviously, you know, get afraid um, as well. So I would suggest that whoever owns this animal to please see if you can um, provide this animal with some assistance. So that's what we're looking at, folks. A little weather system here. Um, make sure that you just stay tuned. There'll be lots of developments in terms of the storm. So as of 5 p.m. Thursday, August 26, two more shelters have opened. Again, this uh, system is expected to pretty much come right over the Cayman Islands. So they have just opened two more shelters. So let us go through the shelter list so that you're fully aware of um, what the list of shelters are. So the two additional shelters that have opened are the Sister Islands, Ashton Ruddy Civic Center in Cayman Brack, and the Public Works Building in Little Cayman. And then you also have the West Bay uh, Sir John A. Cumber Primary School Hall has opened as a shelter. Georgetown, it's going to be the Red Cross Building. For Northside, it will be the Clifton Hunter High School, and that one is pet friendly. And then, of course, the two for um, Cayman Brack. So that was just updated as of 5 p.m. this evening. Please be reminded that every shelteree, that's if you're going to the shelter, must be registered when they enter the shelter to ensure that everyone is accounted for within the shelter. Okay, so there is a registration process. Please be reminded of that. Um, take your ID and your important documents with you. The shelter management team may require additional uh, information regarding your health, diet, interests, and capabilities or skills to assist uh, in the operation of the shelter. During a storm, the shelter residents are expected to remain at the shelter at all times, and this is for the safety of everyone involved. And if you need any additional information about that, then you can certainly contact the relevant authorities. So um, now tropical, time, tropical storm Ida, folks. Here we are. This is it. Quite interesting. Um, but we will, we will see sort of where this goes from here. So thank you so much to all of the members of NEOC and, um, of course the government, um, who are working around the clock to keep the people of the Cayman Islands safe. The RCIPS again is encouraging all road users to be off of the roads, um, by no later than 6 PM today due to the inclement weather conditions approaching the Cayman Islands and weather conditions are expected to be severe and there's possible flooding around the island. So staying inside reduces the risk to the public as well as emergency personnel. Thank you, Ms. Beverly. Hello, Jose, joining us from um, Guyana. We appreciate that. Um, thank you for keeping us in your prayers. And Andrea uh, is asking for prayers for her two homes, the Cayman Islands and Jamaica. 
So folks, that's what we have for you now. Uh, we will continue to do these short updates just to keep you informed of what is happening. Um, if we hear anything further, we will certainly um, inform you of those as well. I'm just checking my email to see if there's any late, late updates that are just coming in um, that I can tell you about. So a health services I've told you about already, tropical storm warning uh, is now in effect. Um, and it's no longer, it's so weird how this has developed so quickly because even at four o'clock, they were sending out notifications saying it was a tropical depression nine. Now we know that this is actually a tropical storm. Ida on her way. So um, let's see what the weather channel is saying again, folks. The city um, and drained into the lake and into the Gulf. So we prefer a faster moving storm, um, but either way we are ready for the storm. Uh, we have one of the most technically advanced uh, storm protection systems in the world, and we are ready uh, and, and are confident that the system will perform as designed. It's a great system. Do we get to a point, though, where there could be too much water? At, at what point does it become a problem, uh, even for the system? It, it, it does get to be too much if the rain uh, drops faster than the city, city can pump. Um, but most of the time, you know, the city will start pumping down ahead of time, ahead of the rainwater, um, and we will close off the cities to protect it from any storm surge. Kelly, it's not an all or nothing, right? Like you can do certain parts of the city and not others, correct? That's correct. That's correct. It, we, we close off the city based on what the predictions are and which way the storm uh, is expected to la make landfall, which side of the storm we're on. Um, and so we can adjust accordingly. And, and Kelly, could you explain to folks why it's called a hurricane risk reduction system, which I think is intentional, meaning it doesn't eliminate flood risk inside those barriers, that, right? That's correct. We, uh, we no system can absolutely eliminate all risk, um, but the system is designed to pre uh, prevent or reduce the risk uh, down to a 1% chance. That means that there is a 1% chance each year we could have a 100-year storm. Uh, and so it's never down to zero, but it is greatly reduced since Hurricane Katrina. They've made amazing improvements um, in the system and, and it's ready to go. Well, Kelly, thanks so much. Well, let's talk a little some more specifics then about what could happen for us here in a place like New Orleans and some other locations because these rainfall forecasts are really important here to show you your, your threat. So New Orleans... All right, folks, so as you can see, the Americans are already predicting exactly where this storm is going to go and where it could potentially impact them, um, probably anywhere from Gulfport, Louisiana area up to Mobile, Alabama, and maybe parts of Pensacola as well. Right now, um, we're concerned about what it's going to do to us overnight. The Cayman Islands Judiciary has just issued an advisory that has come out that they have actually closed, um, and they will be closed... Um, tomorrow and reopen on Monday. Folks, the British Airways uh, flight has been delayed. <clears throat> um, I don't know how they're gonna notify, I guess they'll tell you on the computer, but um, 
BA um, flight has now been delayed until tomorrow at 4 p.m. So um, I don't think there's much more they can tell you there. Mm. All right, so if you're, on, if you're planning on going on British Airways, I suppose by now that you'll probably uh, receive that notification and you are aware that it has actually been delayed. So that's it. I think that's all I've got for you for now. So we'll see you a little bit later on this evening. Um, if Kevin can join us again, uh, he is an hour ahead. So I think it's about 640 or so his time, 645. But of course, um, you know, he's busy as well. He's probably had a very long day at work um, also. So folks, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, please um, be safe. Stay off the roadways. Like I can't say that enough. I think last time people did not follow those instructions particularly well. Um, if you're craving Burger King, go get it now before six o'clock. You have a few more minutes left. Um, go, go to Burger King, go to Popeye, stock up so you can eat chicken and, and burgers into the night if that is your desire. Um, mm, Curtis, you're trying to make your way from Little Cayman to where? The Brack? And what are you in? Hopefully not a boat. Uh, Lolita is from Guyana watching us. Thank you so much. She said, uh, stay safe from... Um, stay safe, my Guyanese friends and everybody. All right, uh, folks, Curtis, please be safe. If, if you're out in the water, you need to come off now, I would say. And, um, you know, hopefully we're going to be okay. Don't think it's going to be too bad. All right. Thank you, Jean. Um, you are most welcome. Uh, everybody just stay safe. And uh, like I said, oh, I was going to say, what is Curtis doing out there? <laughs> I'm Cheryl watching from Little Cayman. Big shout out to the Sister Islands. Leroy, you are most welcome. Folks, you know Curtis is a joker. Um, just be safe, people. Stay indoors. Um, enjoy the evening. And we will check in. Judith is joining us from Canada. We'll check in with you guys a little bit uh, later on into the evening. I don't know what they have, honey. Two for six? That sounds pretty good. Maybe. I don't know. Or is it two for eight now? Um, yes, that's all I've got. Anyway, guys, um, please be safe and I'll see you guys um, in a bit. Thank you. Until then.